think that's the fastest we've ever gotten the audio sorted out before we started recording. <laughs> that's a fortnight. It took us a fortnight. So, hi, welcome to Hardly Paranormal. This podcast. is the weirdest intro we've ever had, actually. <laughs> we'll start over. That was dumb. <laughs> so, what are we going to be talking about today? Um, some about tall people. <laughs> yeah. This whole episode is going to be entirely about Andre the Giant <laughs> and Michael Jordan. <laughs> and that one basketball player. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the really, really tall one, but I don't remember his name. The really, really tall basketball There's basket. like a super, super tall one. <laughs> what? I, I don't remember his name. I, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the purple one from the Monstars? Yes, 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 okay. yes, that was it. I don't remember his name, but he was the really tall one from Space Jam. Do you know what they call a fear of giants? A fear of giants? Yeah. What? Fee-fi-phobia. <laughs> <laughs> See, you gave away that we were talking about giants. We hadn't, you just said tall, but we're talking about giants. <laughs> I dropped the ball here. That's okay. <laughs> from a very tall height. From your fumbly giant hands. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Such so we're gonna big, be strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> they look, don't they? Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about giants. Uh, in kind of, I know that like, I almost started by saying I know people don't believe giants are real. Some people do. That's the whole point of the episode. Some <laughs> people think giants are real. So we're gonna talk about that. Before we get into that, I want to say a big thank you to everyone. A giant thank you, may say. <laughs> uh, to everyone who downloaded, listened, commented, reviewed, and sent us all the sweet and nice messages uh, for last episode for Lily, who guest starred on the episode. Uh, she was very, very excited that people liked her. Oh, she was over the moon. It was so great. And now she assumes she's going to be on every episode. <laughs> yeah, she thinks every single episode she's a now new part of the show, which that's fine. I mean... She's more likable than we are. <laughs> we need to bring some new blood into the uh, the episode. You don't do like a once a month Lily episode. Yeah, I think so. She was going to be originally a part of the giant episode. Because uh, she watched... But she was too short. <laughs> <laughs> Did not meet the height requirements. <laughs> no, uh, she's at Grandma's this weekend. Terrorizing Grandma. So she'll be back probably Sucker. for... <laughs> uh, not the next episode after this, but the one after that. So. Yeah, we could curse when she's not here, so it's great. <laughs> Um, a real quick disclaimer, kind of at the top of the episode, before we get into the, the subject matter, is that while talking about giants, um, well, actually, by researching giants, I found that it's kind of impossible to talk about giants and not talk about the Bible, because they are very intricately tied together, um, and you'll, you'll see why. Uh, but we want to make sure, right off the top, that you understand that we do not wish to begrudge anyone their beliefs or demean or cheapen anyone's beliefs. Unless you believe in giants. Unless you believe in giants. <laughs> uh, well, you know, religious or otherwise. Mm -hmm. The things that we're going to be talking about, though they deal with some Christian things, um, I don't really feel like they're a part of Christianity as a whole. Uh, because we're, we're really talking about a very niche group of beliefs that are not really based on things that are in the Bible or in science. And we're not going to be talking about the existence of gods or anything. That's way above our pay grade. <laughs> pretty much just talking about giants. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to stop and clear my throat horrendously. It was awful. But through the magic of editing, you'll never know. <laughs> One day I'm just going to record you while we're recording so everyone can hear all the stupidity that goes on. How often I have to stop and clear my throat and cough. 
I have to yawn all the time. You yawn constantly. I feel it coming again. I'm going to have to do it again. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we would start at the most logical place, which is what are giants? What is a giant to you? He looking like a man. <laughs> Very tall. That's all I got. Oh, well, when you think, if someone says giant, what do you think of? Andre the Giant in Princess Bride. Oh, really? Like, not giant giant? Like, just... Either I think of Andre the Giant or the giants from Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I think of, actually. Is, like, those sort of giants or, um, like, the Jotner from, Nor like, the big frost giants from mm. Norse mythology. That's what I think of. And obviously, as you're a lot you smarter than I am, <laughs> <laughs> debatable. Uh, and as you kind of pointed out earlier with the fee five phobia joke, mm -hmm. that kind of giant, like just huge lumbering, you know, I guess you know Anglo-Saxon versions of a giant. Right. Now, do you know what the Nephilim are? No. No. Right. Wait. 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 Oh. Um, Norse mythology. No. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of um from God of War. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Um, no, these are figures that appear in the Bible, and so not Norse mythology at all. Aww. Um, and I'm going to do a really light overview of what the Bible says about them because I don't, one, I don't want to misquote anything, and two, this information I'm about to give is actually debated. Mm. They are large, strong people. Um, Same. Whose name loosely translates as giant or giants, mm -hmm. but it also kind of doesn't. Uh, okay. It also sort of translates as the fallen ones, and it's because they're supposed to be the offspring of mortal women and fallen angels, or just angels. Again, this information is sort of debated. Think like um, demigods oh. from Greek mythology. Right. But Old Testament, so... Angry. Scary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's as, um, as Zach, a friend of the show... I asked him about it because he has much more hands-on experience with Christianity than we do. And that's how he put it. It was like, like he's like demigods, but Old Testament, so very scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Eyeliner. Eyeliner, yeah. <laughs> if I say to you, do you believe in the existence of giants outside of Andre the Giant and maybe Sasquatch, you would probably say no. Yeah. Right. So why? Because there's tall people <laughs> and... That's it? Yeah. Well, I mean, outside of tall human beings, why don't you believe in the existence? Well, I'm assuming, actually, that you don't believe in the existence of giants. This is the day you find out that I hardcore believe in giants. Oh, no. Uh, why do you think that the idea that giants existing is not believable? I guess because we haven't found proof. Whoa. 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 Wow. Well, episode over. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. There's no evidence. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to believe in something we don't have evidence for. Or show... Go ahead. We also um, believe in Bigfoot, so like, let's not get too crazy in upper own butts here. But they have found, they have found fibers. They have found hair. Mm -hmm. They have found footprints. I saw Bigfoot. <laughs> no, I didn't. But... <laughs> Sun Mingming is the name of the basketball player I was looking at. He is 7'9". How would I know that? He's really tall. It's like he's famously tall. If it's not curling, like Olympic curling, <laughs> and like Arsenal football, I have no idea about it. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> if he wasn't on RuPaul's Drag Race, we would never know him. <laughs> also, go Gunners. So. <laughs> That's from Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. from, uh, from Full Movie Podcast. So why do you think people believe in giants then with no evidence? 
because it's fun. Is that it? You think it's fun? I don't know. That's kind of why I believe in Bigfoot. I mean, Bigfoot has more tangible evidence, obviously, mm-hmm. but I can't think of a logical explanation as to why you believe in giants. Well, and I think that the world is actually full of things that people believe in with no tangible evidence. Fair. And I don't think that that... I don't really think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, if it enriches your life, do what you want to do. So what I was originally planning to do with this was go over what people claim giant believers, mm-hmm. what they claim is the evidence for the existence of giants, both now and in ancient times, and then talk about why that evidence doesn't really stand up to scrutiny. Mm-hmm. But I had found a documentary that we watched called A Race of Giants. Ooh, baby, it's so good. <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> I will say that. It's entertaining if you're um, like a... Oh, fuck, I can't think of the word. I think if you're out for a good time or if you've been kicked by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like a like a critical asshole like we are. Like, Yeah, I mean, uh, not to sound like total dickheads which i think we are to some yeah for sure we do watch things like this because we want to pick it apart we want to watch it and examine it and and shit talk it because like picking apart our own foibles is um not what we're into (laughs) we want to do to everyone else honestly i think it's a victimless activity yeah we get all that negativity out at the screen and not at other people so that we can be uh cheerful or some semblance of cheerful i'm super nice outside of this like yeah like to a fault. This so is let how me get, get all of my <laughs> yeah. Let me get all my assholery to nobody. It's great. <laughs> and one of the reasons I bring this up is that this documentary, A Race of Giants, which um, we're going to get into the mystery of this documentary, <sighs> it, it covers a lot of the same stuff I was already going to cover. So I decided, you know what? Why don't we still talk about the evidence? But we're also going to talk about this documentary. Hey, it's a spooky review. It's, it's a, a spooky, spooky review. review. <laughs> we snuck it in. Two for one. It's a giant-sized episode. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's the title. That'll be, yeah, that'll be the title. Giant-sized episode. By giant-sized host. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that. There's sort of a Hagrid uh, and then the lady that he dates, the giantess who's bigger than him. Yeah, that sounds about right. Brickhouse. <laughs> So, the A Race of Giants is a documentary that you can watch in its entirety on YouTube. It's a part of YouTube movies. It's for free. F- for free, with ads. And I want to say it was released in 2019, but actually it was uploaded to YouTube in 2019. I cannot actually find when it was released. It was made by two people, mostly. Um, giants. <laughs> giants. One, his name is Warren Croyle. Uh, That's that made up. <laughs> sounds like a fake name, doesn't Cobra. it? Cobra. Cobra. Um... He is the producer of it. He also owns the production company that made it called Alchemy Reality Incorporated Entertainment. What? Yeah, very complicated name. And I have found a company called Alchemy Works. Mm -hmm. Works, W-E-R-K-S. Like? Like, you better work. (laughs) What? And they make all kinds of films. And they are all schlocky films. Like... I can't even describe it to you. So Uh, everything we like. Everything we like. Like Alien Mummies of Peru. Antichrist Rising. Bigfoot Abroad. These are documentaries. Oh, does he carry like a book bag and he like gets on the plane and... I don't think he stays at hostels, but I haven't watched it, so... I hope it's like like an Anthony Bourdain thing, but with Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Now we have Um, to make it. And outside of that, the director, writer, and narrator of the documentary is a guy named J. Michael Long. 
who I cannot find anything for. He's an alien. With that accent he had, he's an alien. We'll get into his very weird accent and pronunciation issues. Yeah. Uh, and he, he directs it. He does the very odd narration throughout. And again, cannot find anything about him at all. He basically doesn't exist. I can find someone named Michael Long, who is associated with some of the movies released by Alchemy Works. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Now, when you go to the YouTube site for this um, film, it's going to say that it's distributed by a company called Gravitas. Which, if you click the hyperlink, it goes nowhere. <laughs> so, I looked it up and there's actually two film distribution companies called Gravitas. One is Gravitas ventures which is a legitimate company that um they release all kinds of movies some of which i've seen mostly independent films and then there's another one called gravitas movies which i swear to god is a front for some kind of nefarious business the website looks a lot like the gravitas ventures website it almost seems like they they kind of copied it Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the most i can find like i can't find this company registered anywhere as a distributor and because all the aliens. because they're aliens well also if you look through their films all of the movies that they say they distributed i know for a fact that they did not distribute most of these films because i know where these films came from yeah uh, and some of them are like you know films you probably never heard of but then there are some that are like there's absolutely positively no way that they distributed uh the boy in the striped pajamas <laughs> Like, no one should have distributed that movie. All that aside. Um, and they have them on their website, you know, divided into categories like watch free with ads or new releases or Hollywood stars. And at the top, there's a huge banner that says watch hundreds of free movies at home or on the go on any of these platforms, including iOS, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, Android, Xfinity X1. And when you click on any of these films, instead of taking you to somewhere where you can watch them, it just takes you to YouTube. And what I realized is, that's what this website is. It's just, they're, it, it's a fake company. There's no way. And they're getting ad traffic by having people go here, clicking on movies oh. that they quote-unquote have distributed, and it sends you to another to another website to watch it. It's, yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. And it's exactly the kind of beginning I expected for my research into this documentary. <laughs> Getting away from Alchemy Works, the company that puts it out, and all of that. Let's talk about some of the uh, the claims made in A Race of Giants. Right. Um, these are claims that I have found throughout giant conspiracy forums. <laughs> <gasps> Oh my god, what? Yeah, oh yeah. So if you thought Flat Earthers were weird, uh-huh. there's a whole community of conspiracy theorists who believe that giants not only have existed in the past, mm-hmm. they exist now. Where? Where are they hiding? They're too big. I, I don't know. Hogwarts? I don't know. <laughs> and that not only is evidence of them found regularly, that evidence is also covered up by a conspiracy, a cooperative conspiracy between the Smithsonian Institute and the Vatican. Well-known, longtime allies, the Smithsonian and the Vatican, working together. I've actually seen them play golf together. <laughs> the whole building the of whole the Smithsonian. Building. Yeah. Which building? The one in DC, I imagine. You're a sham. <laughs> you don't, you've never seen them together. No, so that's, that's the main conspiracy, is that there's evidence everywhere. It's often covered up or suppressed. 
Uh, and there's not really a whole lot of reasons given for this. One of the ones that uh, seems to be the, the most widely accepted is that the Smithsonian is trying to suppress evidence of giants because evidence of giants disproves evolution. I'll let that stew. <laughs> I can't. Um, well, here's the thing. The existence of another species of humanoid creatures right. would not disprove evolution. No. Also, why would the Vatican be trying to hide the disproval of evolution? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. What the fuck? And, oh yeah, so that's actually going to come up a lot. There's a lot of things that just don't make sense. Uh, the, the reasoning that doesn't make sense, logic that doesn't make sense, or, or logical reasoning that doesn't make sense. So mm -hmm. we're going to run into that a lot. Just buckle up. <laughs> I have a cat in my lap. I'm ready. So one of the first things that the documentary does is um, it talks about the epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is one of the first um, sort of like stories that we have recorded. It's like the first novel, basically. It's Ooh. an epic poem about the king Gilgamesh, who was a mighty warrior who did lots of really cool stuff. He fought lions and stuff. And that's probably the thing he's most famous for, I would think, would be fighting lions. Because there's lots of statues of him, like, with lions in headlocks. Wait, does he punch them? No, he, like, wrestles them. What? Yeah, there's lots of carvings and stuff. And this is actually how the documentary tries to establish historical validity. Um, by referencing this story and how it is proof that Gilgamesh, a historical figure, was actually a giant. Okay, I'm ready. Gilgamesh was a figure that, like I said, he comes from the Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm -hmm. And it is believed that he is likely a actual historical figure, or based on a historical figure. Yeah. That lived um, about 26 to 2800 years BC, so long, long time ago. And that he was the ruler of a city-state in Sumeria called Urek, or Uruk, depending on where you get your pronunciation from. And after he died, he was deified. He was... Basically, he died, they made him more godlike in their retellings of his life, and eventually he passed into folklore. And that's what I want for when I die. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm working on it. I'm documenting <laughs> everything you do. Uh, <laughs> One time she ate a whole pizza by herself and didn't even flinch. <laughs> it's going to be like the legend of Ball Bunyan. <laughs> 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 Flapjacks as big as the entire state of Kansas. Our sign will be, uh... Babe Blue Ox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in some of the uh, claims that the documentary makes, they say that he is 100% proven to be a historical figure. Now, modern archaeologists are just... We just don't have the evidence to say that. So we have to say it's likely, but we don't know for sure. Is there concrete evidence that he sucker punched lions? No. God damn it. Uh, but he is famous for fighting lions. It's a, a very famous story about him. <laughs> and in the film, they talk about how he not only was a giant man, uh, that he also ruled Uruk for 126 years. What? Because giants were thought to have lived a really, really long time. They believe that he is a descendant of antediluvian kings. So we might hear that term a couple times, antediluvian. Basically means before the great flood in the Old Testament. Oh, okay. That wiped out the planet. That sounds like those medicines that are on infomercial at 2 a.m. Like, if you take antiderulum, please call us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's possible that the people that are writing those stories, if they say a great flood that wiped out the world, the world could just mean the area local to them that they know. The world was, you know, much larger to them. Yeah. So if it wiped out everything they knew about, to them, that's basically the entire world. So it is possible. He could have been descended from people 
from before that event. Yes. That we have no archaeological evidence of having happened. That sounds shady. <laughs> Another theory is that he's from Atlantis. So. <laughs> oh, yes. That's the one I'm going with. Yeah, this is this is what the documentary says. He could be from Atlantis. It's like, okay, it's a whole other bag of worms. Like, I mean, I could be from Atlantis, hypothetically. Like. I said bag of worms instead of can of worms. <laughs> a bag of worms. I think a can of worms is horrifying. And a bag would be way worse. Yeah. Either way, you like got a, a bunch of words. Like a plastic shopping bag. <laughs> Ziploc bag, portion control. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and the basically the only evidence that they have that he was a giant is the way he's portrayed in carvings and in statues of him. Uh, in carvings, he's shown to be much larger than people. He's also shown to be much larger than lions. And there are lots of statues of him where he, like, they're the size of house cats, and he's, like, <laughs> headlocking them and punching them and stuff. Do you think he's larger than life? Now, while there's no archaeological evidence to support the claim that he was a gigantic person, mm-hmm. or basically anything that they're saying, it's not unusual for ancient cultures to portray important figures as being larger than everyone else. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, hear me out. He's a normal-sized dude, but he used to beat up house cats. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe he was just, like, the guy who you'd call when there was, like, stray cats. That's the most amazing deification I would have ever heard of. (laughs) If just there's a story that the the servants are passing down about him when a bunch of stray cats got into his house and he was just throwing them out windows and punching them. And they're like, and it just evolved into him fighting lions. It's like, I love our cats, but I do want to put them in headlocks very often. (laughs) (laughs) Like I would say before, if you look at uh, ancient Egyptian carvings and paintings and stuff, they always show the pharaohs as much bigger than people, uh, the, the other people. Yeah. This is, we see this all the time. This is really not unusual, and it's not an indication of giants. Now, the statues of him being so large that he's, like, lifting lions with his bare hands <laughs> and they're, like, cats. Meow. Again, I think that's deification. I think it's yeah. just... Make him a big dude who's like, of course he had no problem fighting lions. Look at them. They're so small compared to him. Like, I think that a lot of times when you have these um, pseudo-archaeologists, mm-hmm. they seem to just forget that human beings have an amazing capacity for imagination. Yeah, but also I like my theory better is that he beat up kitty cats. And even if he did, which is a great story... <laughs> The fact that it became a bigger thing to where he's eventually fighting lions is such a human thing to do. <laughs> yeah. We make nothing out of something or something out of nothing all the time. Yeah. Mountains we also out make of nothing out of something. <laughs> <laughs> so that is right away, right off the bat, they're trying to establish Gilgamesh as a historical giant. Yeah. And it's just the evidence that they're using is so easily debunked. Mm-hmm. And it also displays a, a pretty, I think blatant lack of understanding of ancient peoples and how or of peoples yeah. we just like to make up stories just like to make up stories and like to make things bigger than they are yeah the documentary does something really crazy where it will like shift and change subjects really really fast which yeah. i'm sure you remember this documentary was so ludicrous that i put down my phone at one point yeah i was legit just watching and as a woman you don't just do that. You don't Freya watch. knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, it's really hard to do that watching this because you look away for a second 
and you have no idea what they're talking like, about. Like the periphery of your hearing catches something, like whoa, 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 put this down, rewind it. Back up, back up. What was that about the peyote Indians? <laughs> like, hold on. And that's another one of the th claims that they make, and this is something that I have heard a lot on these forums, is about Native Americans, because there's a lot of giants in America, mm -hmm. if you didn't know. Uh, Native Americans and their role in keeping giants secret and their relationship with past giants. And one okay. of the things they reference in this is, by the way, this documentary at no point ever cites sources. They they use the word apparently <laughs> and allegedly a lot. And I, I think as a general rule of thumb, if anyone ever decides to feed you a piece of trivia and they start by saying apparently, you can just assume whatever they have to say is totally untrue. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So they say that a lot, actually, in this documentary. They go, allegedly. And it's like, right, that word is so important. They do it, like, shadily, though. Like, allegedly, they say that giants don't exist. Yeah. It's like, well, because science. Why don't you settle down with your new age mumbo <laughs> Uh One of the things they point out was the peyote Indians that lived in Nevada. They had a, not, um, not peyote, like the seeds you eat. But, I was just going to ask about that. But peyote. I'm saying it weird. Oh. Peyote. That they had buried giants in some of their sacred lands. There's a place called the Lovelock Cave in Nevada that is supposed to be a place where giants were discovered. Uh, it's supposed to be a man and a woman who were... Loved each other very much. Loved each other very, very much. Well, one was eight feet tall and the man was ten feet tall. And no one knows where these skeletons are. No one knows where these where they went. They just don't exist anymore. And why do we think that they're a thing? What? <laughs> thing too is we're, we're going to get into this skeletal evidence a little bit later but this is another thing that i ran into in reading forums about this and mm -hmm. watching the documentary is there's all these stories about finding remains but then the remains are missing have they found any like giant babies i don't think so oh. you know how like a stork there used like... to be one in the white house <laughs> oh god you know how um human babies are brought by storks okay what do you think um bring giant babies Pterodactyls. Cranes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Thank you. That was very sneaky. <laughs> uh, so, we'll, and we'll get into the eight and ten foot skeletons, because there's a very logical scientific explanation for that. Mm -hmm. Giants. <laughs> but do go on. Uh, and we're also going to talk about something they found in this cave, that this was like a big piece of evidence. Like, the documentary is like the big reveal is they found sandals, and the <laughs> it sounds so silly, but they found these fiber sandals that were 15 inches long, Lacey. 15 inches long. So, for people that, by the way, the first seven minutes of this documentary took me an hour to get through because I kept <laughs> pausing to like do research. I wear a 13 and a half uh, American-sized men's shoe. Right. I measured one of my shoes. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give reference. Right. The, 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 you know, a context. I measured one of my shoes, and it is 12 and a half inches long. Now, this may come as a surprise to you, because we're the same height. I'm not a giant. <laughs> not even a small giant. I'm working on but it. But you are a big foot. I am a big foot. <laughs> <laughs> and when I go to stores and I find shoes like this, like when I'm shopping for shoes... There are, obviously, I've seen sizes bigger than mine, going up to 15, 16, and they're way bigger than 15 inches long. 
So the fact that <laughs> cool up. So the fact that this is used as evidence of like, but look how big these shoes are, and it's like, right, look at modern shoes. This is not crazy. This is there's precedent for this. Yeah. And this was like a big evidence. They're like, how do you explain that? Like he was a tall dude. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. Uh I wear an eleven. That's not that far behind. Yeah, it's really not. And I mean it's it's just not unusual to see very large shoes. Uh, and I've seen um, anthropologists point that out when talking about giants where they say that you do have to make some room for there to be large people in archaeological dig sites because of the fact that <laughs> make room for large people <laughs> I, I saw you smile be, you know when you're when you're examining people because they said all the time they get people at the Smithsonian will send them you know emails and letters and they go we found a giant we found giants and they said they will find people that are pushing six or pushing seven feet tall uh, or larger. And Sometimes they, that happens. Right. And they said it's just in every population, there's just large individuals. It just happens. It's not giants. But uh, it's also the Smithsonian. So <laughs> the we, evil we know Smithsonian. So I also want to point out it has nothing to do with giants, but it's something that happens in this documentary quite a lot. Every single time, because there's like three or four instances after this, that they have to talk about Native Americans, they cannot help but talk about them being cannibals. They will always mention that they were cannibals in some way, or that they practiced cannibalism. There is zero evidence of this with all of the tribes that they describe. There's zero evidence of cannibalism whatsoever. Now, the Peyote uh, people, they actually have some myths that, like in their, their religion, that talk about cannibal gods. But they're not cannibals themselves. They're not practicing cannibalism. Right. Um... It doesn't have anything to do with giants. I just really want to point out that there's some racist-ass shit in this documentary, <laughs> and I really disliked it. So let's move on to the more tangible evidence, which is the skeletal remains. Right. Have you ever seen a giant skeleton? No, uh, not in my travels. I have not. You know what? What is, like, one of the weirdest things you've seen? Like, we went to a Ripley's once when I was a kid, mm -hmm. like a Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Yeah. And they actually had a, a waxwork of the tallest man in the world at the mm -hmm. time. What's, like, the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a place like that? I haven't really been to that many types of things. Um, my dream is one day to go to the Philadelphia Museum where they have, like, all the weird crap. Ooh, yeah. But uh, I haven't seen anything that weird. I mean, besides one time I was driving down the street and I saw a man at 4 o'clock in the morning eating, like, Funyuns. <laughs> and he had, like, a sperm tattoo on his head. Nice. And that's probably the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went to that freak show. Oh, that was a good time. I still want my money back. It's been like <laughs> six years. I want my money back. It was so funny because it was just me and you. Yeah. And the performer, because it's there's no real freaks, obviously. Yeah. It's all, you know, smoke and Only mirrors. when we look at mirrors. And uh, <laughs> I did say smoke and mirrors. <laughs> and they had to like pretend, even though I think it was definitely made for kids. Well, they put their face in like holes and like... It was to like, look oh, like a mermaid. Like, oh, she's a spider woman. Yeah. And it's her face in a hole with a spider body around the hole. Yeah, and she had to, like, do the act to two adults. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's a great advertisement for the Kansas State Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't really ever seen giant skeletons before. I've never even seen, like, bones that were unusual, like, because yeah. I've been to museums and stuff. And so when you talk about giants, they're always talking about the thousands and thousands of skeletons that are found. Yeah. And all I keep thinking is, 
where the hell are they? Yeah. The, um, I've seen like a real life mummy in museum and like the yeah. shrunken heads. So it's like, we if, saw a mummy together in uh, that museum in Wichita. Yes, yes. And um, You wouldn't go into the room with the mummies. No, Lily wouldn't go into the room with that's the mummies. That's right, that's right. Lily's too dope and wanted to give them their respect. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's so many that they are able to be put in a museum in Kansas. Right. So why aren't there giant skeletons? Yeah. And these the mummies we saw here in Kansas, they were from Egypt. Yeah. Which, I don't know, give them back. <laughs> they belong in Egypt. I mean, yeah. bring them back. But yeah, so um, from the 1840s to now, the documentary and people on Reddit and other forums purport that there have been 1,500 newspaper articles reporting giant skeletons found. Real quick, though, I just want to touch on, since we were talking about Kansas, in this documentary, um, we're posting a picture of this. All of the It'll states... be up before this episode is up. Yeah, um, they have a map of the U.S. and all of the states are spelled correctly, except, except for Kansas, <laughs> K-A-N-Z-A-S, so Kansas. Ridiculous. What? I looked up and I was like, "What?" And then you looked up and you didn't see it right away, and I was like, "Find Kansas." And you were like, "What the <laughs> hell?" And, you and here's the thing: launched across the room <laughs> to take a picture. I can't spell Pennsylvania, and we lived in Pennsylvania. But, and they spelled Pennsylvania right, but they can't spell Kansas? I understand that the first S has sort of a Z sound, but... No! <laughs> with all the images that they got from the internet, <laughs> I can't believe they didn't look this up. Now we can only call it Kansas. Kansas. Anyway, sorry, a little tangent needed to go on it. So, the giant, you know, this whole giant thing really kicked off in 2004. Uh, 2004, there was a photograph going around that was supposedly from National Geographic showing two men excavating what looks like a giant skeleton. And we're talking giant like the skull was about the size of one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And this went around the internet for it's still going around the internet for years. This documentary shows the image, but they can't actually use the real photograph because they couldn't get the rights to it. So they have a drawing that looks exactly <laughs> like it, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And my favorite thing is that this happened after the episode of The Simpsons where they dig up an angel skeleton and they <laughs> act like it's real, but it's really an advertisement for the mall. And I love that. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm actually also going to post pictures of that, the, the, the image I'm talking about. Because we can. Because we can. And the reason this is so important is when this image was going around, people really believed it. And the Indian Army even was reporting that people from National Geographic helped them, the Indian Army, excavate the giant, and that's what it was a picture of. There is no such thing. It did not happen. Right. The image was actually taken from... Because this has been debunked multiple times. But the most important debunking that's happened uh, came from uh, this guy whose online username is Ironkite. Ironkite is the person who made the image. <laughs> The, I love the internet. The image that was taken from Worth 1000, which was a photo manipulation competition. And he even points out that there's lots and lots of problems with the photo. Like how the one man that's digging, his shovel doesn't have a shovel head because he forgot to put it in there. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's so silly. I was almost like, wow, like 2004, that was like 10 years ago, right? And it's not. Don't, don't do this to yourself. Oh, don't do this I'm to yourself. I'm so sad. 
and so that but that is one of the main things that really got this going in the, the new age of the internet was this image and it's a fake image and it's been proven to be fake to the point where iron kite has posted images that he used to create this image showing like this is the process this is what happened it's not real most people get in their heads though they're like no this is for real yeah and that really is um i think one of the things that makes this last so long is um, national geographic actually did an article about that picture recently and what? talking about well because the giant thing is like becoming a big thing <laughs> They were saying that really there comes to be a, um, a a desire to believe that even if someone says it's fake, you can go, no, it's not fake. Iron Kite is working for the Smithsonian. Oh, they created yeah. all this to make it seem like it's fake. You know, all that stuff. Um, and really, something like that, for it to be believable to that extent, it has to be presented in a framework that has the appearance of credibility. Right. Which is why National Geographic was attached to it. In, in all the retellings of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I mean, I don't know. I think it's okay to believe in giants if you want to believe in giants. I don't really think there's a problem with that. If you, yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. but That's my philosophy. The problem is that this belief that giants exist and that you can discover them with archaeological evidence means that we now have pseudoscience, pseudo-archaeology, that's permeating the internet and getting into clogging up the the pipes of knowledge if you will <laughs> and what ends up happening is when you have someone questioning something as ridiculous as a picture of a giant skeleton and they go no it could be real it could be and then they insert a conspiracy theory it makes it really impossible for the validity of anything to be held to account like yeah because anything anyone says can then be oh well it's true it's just insert conspiracy theory <laughs> and we've seen that with the giant skeleton thing where scientists will come up and say no here's the actual archaeological you know study or here's the actual evidence that we use and this is how we've disproven it and conspiracy theory comes along and says nope this is the smithsonian working to hide evidence i'll just start integrating that in my real life just come up with wild stories just all the time <laughs> why is my car out of gas it's not that i forgot to put gas in there you see there's these like gremlins. birds yeah <laughs> it's gremlins siphoning gas it's actually that gremlin from gremlins 2 with the wings yeah that's actually what's been siphoning my gas i hate that guy i know ray's such a dick what a jerk <laughs> so that's how this all got started and since then there's been lots and lots of these different accounts we'll call them where people are saying well what about this well what about that the newspaper reported this and one is in the 1930s there were two skeletons found on native lands and they were discovered where we were talking about that lovelock cave one is eight feet tall one is 10 feet tall and archaeologists were immediately like they only appear tall because the bones are not all connected anymore they're sort of spread out as they've been buried so they appear taller if you were to put them all back together they're going to be normal height and this is something archaeologists have been, you know, sort of privy to for a long time. Like, they don't even, it doesn't phase them anymore. They dig yeah. up a body and it's 10 feet tall and they go, right, the bones are moved around. This also happens with um, ice. Ice can get into bones and make, and as it, uh, you know, like, um, there's like that phenomenon with the sidewalk where like ice will get in and the ice expands and it makes a crack in the sidewalk yes. bigger. It's kind of like that. And it makes the bones look a little bigger than they should be. And archaeologists are like, oh, that's what's happening. And this documentary talks about that. And they go, well, this has been shown to be false and baseless. And it was like, by who? 
because I've heard this prior to this, you know, documentary. Uh, and it just goes back to the whole thing where the documentary doesn't really cite sources, doesn't really tell you about studies where it's getting its information from. Do you think we might uh, touch upon the accent that the narrator has now? We are going to very, very <laughs> soon because I want to get through the things that it actually talks about mm-hmm. that are, you know, been disproven, that it's proving as fact. And there actually comes a point, it's like the 25 minute mark where the documentary runs out of material and just starts repeating itself. <laughs> And showing the same B-roll over and over again. Yeah, um, it's only B-roll, by the way. There's no like new things or like people talking on camera. It's only B-roll. Yeah, only B-roll. Well, they do have some video, but it's definitely like they purchased video. Yeah. As B-roll, and they put a black and white filter over it. Yeah, that's <laughs> to age it. These are the ancient men excavating with the bulldozer and <laughs> and their so- clear cameras. <laughs> The thing that really irks me about all these... Because if you were to say, hey, there's 1,500 newspaper articles, which are public record, of skeletons being found, I was actually only able to find about 15 or so. Um, there's one of them I didn't, I chose not to include because it was a bison that they found. Uh, but that's actually most of them. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I knew I was just going to walk past that. Let's rewind this for a second. There was a bison skeleton, and they thought it was a giant human. Okay, but oh, oh, I see what you're saying. No, so okay, okay, I can explain. I understand what you're asking now. The people who found it did not think it was a person. Okay. What this documentary has done is they've just kind of. It looks like they just kind of picked up headlines. Okay. Because the headline for this one was "Giant Bones Found in Cave in Texas." Oh my god, that's so good. And the story was how did the bison get down in the cave? Because the entrance was really narrow. Mm-hmm. That's the story. <laughs> This documentary is me doing any kind of research in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like when you, you are finishing a paper the night before, so you start using the same slides in the slideshow and you start... Instead of like, can't you do it, cannot, just to up the word count. Definitely. They definitely stretch this out to the <laughs> one hour that it is. Of the ones that I could find, most of them, it was either an animal, it was explainable by the phenomenon we just talked about where the bones kind of separate and it makes them look taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there are no bones. It was like a bone. Like they found a large femur. No, I have a lot of bones with that. <laughs> got a bone to pick with this story. <laughs> and that's basically the same with all of the evidence for skeletons that they claim. Because the documentary makes lots of claims about skeletons that are found. They give vague locations like California. But occasionally they do give... Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> occasionally they do give a location and a year. Like a town mm-hmm. and a year. But no other information. All of these skeletons, so we're finding thousands of giant skeletons, where are they? They either get lost by the people who found them. They have to be reburied because it angers local native tribes. Okay. And they're reburied in secret. Or uh, the Smithsonian sends people to examine them, and they gather the bones up quickly and take them back to the Smithsonian, and then they're never talked about again. I didn't know the Smithsonian was that devious or had that much... I don't stake in the giant game. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's not unusual for the Smithsonian to go to culturally significant archaeological sites to assist in the dig. Yeah. And then take those things back to the Smithsonian lab where they can be examined in a carefully controlled manner. Um, I know that that word control really lights up conspiracy theorists, but I mean, obviously, if you have people losing artifacts. No, no, this is great. 
They send Snidely Whiplash from the Smithsonian to go with his giant mustache and tie people up to train tracks and then steal the bones. Yeah, it's, they send Robotnik from the live-action <laughs> Sonic movie, and he tells everyone to clear out, and he's very obviously a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually goes back to the other claim that they make, which is the Smithsonian is covering up the existence of giants. Why? <laughs> I like in the documentary that they also use mythology as evidence yeah. they're like well natives from blah 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 years ago say that this was a thing and they were giants so obviously yes it's like no you said it the mythology that myths they're not true well they even said that some most myths and legends are rooted in truth when it's like well i mean yeah like like the myth of zeus like fathering children because human beings do that that's yeah. where it's grounded in truth I don't turn into a goose to make kids, though. Like, <laughs> and the one of the things is this, the explanation for giant skeletons that are found that have been actually proven to be larger than normal is besides, you know, just a big person, is agrocephaly, or giantism, which is a very rare genetic condition. And the documentary says that, well, the Smithsonian says that it's possible that the people uh, have giantism. And that's what happens. And it says that there is no evidence to support this and uh, no, no studies, statistics. no statistics and no uh, sources can be cited. And I was like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> this is some pot kettle shit if I have ever heard it in my life. Uh, they also, yes, as you said, they stated that there's no evidential statistics, then went on to quote statistics. About in the same breath. <laughs> yeah. And they said, well, there's only about 100 cases of giantism reported in the United States in the last 150 years. And it's like, that's a statistic. That's a statistic, buddy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just sort of the, the, the credibility of this documentary is in question the entire time. Um, it's it never also, not in question, really. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It also says that the idea that uh, bones can shift and move in the grave, causing the skeleton to appear larger, or that ice can play a role in how big bones look, is uh, it says that this has been found to be wrong and baseless. And it was like, by who? You? The scientists finding it? <laughs> like, what, who? Well, I mean, if there was a study done to f yeah. show that this was not true, that's perfectly valid, and I would like to see the study, but they don't reference that. Yeah. When you say things like, some people believe that blah, 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 that could be me and the editor of the documentary. <laughs> we are some people. That's true. So information like that, you really got to watch when the way they... And he does do that a lot, where they word things in such a way that, you know, with the apparentlys and allegedlys and stuff like that. And also the fact that they say that things are taken by the Smithsonian and that that's part of a cover-up. And the Smithsonian admits this. They said, yes, we have taken skeletons that had, you know, that needed to be examined, that were culturally significant. And because they're not on display in a museum and they're not returned to the place that they're uh, found... A lot of people go, oh, see, they're covering it up. And the Smithsonian is like, no, we actually have, they're in storage. We have catalogs where you can see the data that we've gathered on them, like with their dimensions and stuff. Like, Also, with special requests, you can see them. Aw. Like, Let's not, go do that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. Like, I just Googled this. I Googled, like, how do I see that? And then they had a whole process that you have to follow to see it. I probably wouldn't be able to because I'm just like a private citizen. But if I was doing a documentary or if I was working in the field or doing research, like I could probably get on a waiting list. If those people can make a documentary, we can make a documentary. If I can Google <laughs> stuff that they're saying, so can they. 
but they ultimately don't really give much of a reason as to why the Smithsonian would do this other than they're trying to hide evidence that might disprove evolution and this doesn't disprove evolution yeah and there's a reason for that is we do have giants in our evolutionary ancestry i'm sorry what yeah ew well it's not as ew as you think it is. actually it is ew i'm gonna say it and then you're gonna go ew <laughs> it's not i think uncommon knowledge that we have a common genetic ancestor us and chimpanzees we have common evolutionary ancestors correct right we evolved from the same path well it's we're just two species there's tons of species from the great ape family that evolved from common ancestors one of them is gigantopithecus like the thing that we think might be bigfoot yeah they're giants they're like yeah. 12 feet tall and they are humanoid those are giants but they're not the red-haired giants uh, wow wow really hey that's from the documentary <laughs> he said red-haired giants yeah well i took offense to that being a redhead giant <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly it is it doesn't fit into the narrative that he's pushing which is that the nephilim which are described in the bible were real which then adds uh, validity to lots of other claims made in the bible mm -hmm. and while I have my whole opinion about the necessity to validate stuff like that, it goes back to the real issue that I have with this sort of pseudo-archaeology is that it's just like ghost hunting. They're not using real science. Mm -hmm. They're using a lot of conjecture. They're jumping to conclusions. And they're ignoring evidence when it doesn't fit what they believe. No one's ever screaming at giants to bring themselves out, though. That we know of. Oh, we can Maybe, be the first. I mean, honestly, they are because we've watched Finding Bigfoot where they're out there doing the calls. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, in a way, they definitely <laughs> are. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there comes a point of the documentary where they kind of stop. They, they let go of the archaeology, and they just start focusing on myths. Yeah. And they start grasping straws. Like, <laughs> they're talking about the, the ape men with glowing eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. Or um, the one that turns into an owl sometimes and then turns yeah. into a giant. That, Not just a giant. It was like a Bigfoot-type giant. Yeah. And he at was that point, I was glued. <laughs> yeah, the one that turned into an owl also had um, strong ties to Native Americans and therefore was a cannibal in the eyes of the documentary. Racist, mother. It's very racist, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's really, unfortunately, all the information that the documentary offers. Uh, they repeat a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. like kind of over and over, because they don't have a lot of points. They don't cite sources. They don't really provide evidence for the claims. Actually, one of the chief pieces of evidence is they go, all these skeletons have been found, proof of giants, but they've been lost or stolen by the Smithsonian because they're covering up that there are giants. And that is proof that there are giants. <laughs> <laughs> flawless that, logic. Flawless. And that really is like the main piece of evidence that they present. So because this is a hybrid episode where we're kind of doing a spooky review, Let's talk about the way that this guy talks. <laughs> oh, finally. So so you go ahead and describe it. Okay. Okay. Get ready for this. It starts out where he's like mostly American accent, I think. I think it's like it, a sort of like a like a, a non-regional accent. Yeah. Yeah. And then the further you get into it, he starts sounding like the priest from Letterkenny. <laughs> like <laughs> weird southern kind of um like kind of tennessee <laughs> yeah almost like um cajun <laughs> sometimes yeah and it's so weird because some words are just normal and other ones are just like 
I can't do the accent. He'll just be like, many of the bones were found, ended up going missing five days later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? And it doesn't start out that way. You get like a half hour in, I guess his voice got tired and his real accent yeah. started coming out. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, I also like the way he, he um, pronounced pronounces <laughs> the way he pronounces that's how he talks yeah the way he pronounces some of the words oh my god now some of them it feels kind of like maybe he's never heard them said out loud before yeah so he's learned them from reading which i'll never begrudge anyone for that yeah but, but. uh he, when he was saying trilobite and he kept saying trilobite and i was no, like no what's the bad one well we'll get yeah the bad one is ogre yeah. So there's um, some mythological giants that were part ogre, but he wouldn't say ogre. He kept saying org. <laughs> <laughs> the first three times I was like, no, 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 no. We rewound it and <laughs> yeah. I put the captions on. I was like, that can't be what he means. <laughs> That's yeah. what he meant. He's like, and the, I forget, it was like a Native American cannibal giant, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he said he was part org, would roam the mountains of Appalachia. And I was like, <laughs> This is an alien. like For sure an alien. So yeah, definitely an alien that was learning our language and did not understand what accents were. Wait, okay, okay. I know what happened. You know in Transformers when um, they scan everything and then like whatever they scan, they turn into? Yeah. He did that with accents, but like <laughs> there was like a tourist in Tennessee. So he got a bunch of Tennessee people, but then accidentally got the one person from like <laughs> Maine. And then that's how the accent formed. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh my goodness. And speaking of aliens, that's another one of the... This is not in the documentary, but it's something I picked up from the forums is... The forums. The, some people will believe that the giants were actually aliens that came to Earth to hybridize with us. And here we are. <sighs> what? Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> okay, so to get here, they um, make babies blank profit what what was the end game for the aliens yeah i don't know there, and then there's really not a lot of like there's not a lot of like the why there's a lot of ideas but not why how come and what's the point if aliens got here like i don't know like a hundred thousand years ago or whatever i don't know i have no concept of time yeah what <laughs> why did they stay like cavemen like why why did they have no technology yeah. When they got here. It just, none of it makes any sense. Keep in mind, too, that a lot of the people that subscribe to this line of pseudo-archaeology mm -hmm. also tend to be into the ancient aliens conspiracies and the uh, Uncovered America conspiracies. What? If you don't know what Uncovered America is, it's a, a, basically it's a grouping of conspiracy theories that there's more to archaeological history in America than we've been led to believe, and a lot of it is covered up for various reasons. Um, some of this includes giants. Some of it also includes that Vikings lived here um, at a time when Vikings are not archaeologically shown to have lived here, which is basically never. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty... And I know that that can seem really... Uh, what's the word? Ridiculous, I guess? <laughs> like, it just right. seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, but it is easy to believe. I mean, conspiracy theories are, by and large, that's kind of their appeal, is yeah. you have that weird lingering thought of like, well, what if I'm wrong? Yeah, like what 2 o'clock in the morning, you're reading them, they're like, that makes a lot of sense. So I can't <laughs> read anything at late at night. I used to read um, No Sleep on Reddit. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Because I'm like, I'm haunted. Everything's haunted. The, my robe is haunted. The like, Illuminati has put yeah. ghosts into my house on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you find. There was actually a television show on Discovery, maybe, I think, or History Channel, that was like America Unearthed, 
and it had this uh, archaeologist. I'm going to say archaeologist. He's not an archaeologist. He's a forensic geologist, which means that his background has nothing to do with archaeology whatsoever. Okay. And he is a big believer in like the Kensington runestone and giants and things like that. And he's, it's pseudoscience. He's a pseudoscientist and he's pushing pseudoscience on people, which clouds real science and makes it so that when you have real science that is difficult to prove, people go, oh, well, you can't prove it. Therefore, it's not real. So whatever crazy shit I believe is definitely the truth. I'm so sick of having just a general brand of anxiety when I could just be full out crazy. That sounds so much. That sounds like a lot of fun. I want that. I don't want social anxiety. I want fucking believing in giants. That's really it is. I think you have to go out on a limb and just go, you know what? I actually don't care. I don't really care if anyone uh, thinks I'm crazy. I don't care if what I believe is crazy. Like... That sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a relief, honestly. <laughs> uh, so, as part of the spooky review of this, what do you like best about the documentary? Oh, it's fucking bananas. Um, oh, it's so much fun. It's so bad. I yeah. love it. I think it's a fun world to live in, temporarily. Yeah. The idea that, you know, giants exist and... There's, they're everywhere, basically, but we don't see them because, you know, there's all these cover-ups and stuff. Like, instead of spookies, I would give it, like, ten, like, oh, come on! Because, <laughs> like, that's how often you say that well, during this. we've got to keep it spooky. So, instead of spookies, we will give this bones. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to oh. give it giant femurs. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love it. So, I like the same thing about it. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's really... It's... It wants to have gravity it really does yeah. like it wants to feel heavy but it's not that it's bitch just... is in space <laughs> with the um, aliens that the giants come from obviously <laughs> uh so what is something you didn't like about it um there's no science yeah no sources cited whatsoever no. and like i did college and you have the sort or you have to cite sources like a mother <laughs> and i'm so sick of them not doing it because i had to do it and i don't wanna well it really is the fight against ignorance is mm-hmm. When a claim is made that, you know, there's that maxim that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And so when you have situations like that where someone's making an extraordinary claim, I think the best thing that we can do in our fight against that kind of crap is to go, okay, where are your sources? Mm -hmm. Where are you getting this information? And it's something that academically you have to do all the time. But in real life, people forget to do. No, I like what you do in your personal life is you out crazy them. Yeah. (laughs) I love that route. (laughs) Yeah, so that's uh, that's definitely something I like to do when... Because honestly, sometimes you, you meet someone who has a really crazy idea and you can't you can't fight them. Mm-hmm. You can't argue with them. Like, yeah. they, they're pretty strong in their beliefs. Feel free to use this during, like, Thanksgivings, Christmases, when you have to see all the weird uncles and aunts. This is free advice to you. Yeah. Um, what I like to do is out-crazying. So I have a relative who does not believe the moon landing happened. They're just not sure about the evidence. And I was like, hold up, hold up. You think the moon is real? <laughs> you think there really is a moon up there? That that's what that is? That it's always there and it lights <laughs> up, but it's not the sun? Okay, okay. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> the same thing goes with, uh, there's a popular conspiracy theory going around right now about uh, Hollywood elite are actually Satan worshipping... Satan? Satan. <laughs> uh, Satan worshipping pedophile cannibals. And I'd be like, D- they're not Satanists, they're lizard people. <laughs> Get woke. Because now they have to prove they're right. 
Yeah. To stop your even crazier theory. <laughs> and that's a good way to shut them down, I find. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's my, <laughs> my, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite pastimes. And right now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. So it's a, it's a lot of fun for me. Get a lot of practice. Yeah, and if you do this at a family function, for the love of everything, please record it. Yeah. Send it to us. <laughs> please document that. <laughs> So, how many giant femurs do you give the documentary A Race of Giants? Like, eight giant femurs. Oh my god, that's a giant score. <laughs> it is large and in charge, okay? <laughs> um, I give it three giant femurs. There were more, but the Smithsonian took them. <laughs> and then the other ones had to be reburied in secret because it upset <laughs> the local population. <laughs> Yes, absolutely yes. I give it three because it has entertainment value. Yeah, and it that's really, why I gave it so many. Yeah, and it, 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 it <laughs> you gave it a lot. And for me, it caused me to go down a rabbit hole of learning about just this this whole system of beliefs where there are people that really think that giants exist. And unfortunately, there is no evidence. Now, there's one piece of evidence that we have not talked about. But wait, I was actually going to give it two on giant femurs, but then the ice got trapped in between it and made it bigger into eight. <laughs> so That's baseless. There's nothing to prove <laughs> that that's real. There is another piece of evidence that we haven't talked about yet that right. is one of the main pieces of evidence besides skeletons, and that's footprints. Oh, yes. Now, the documentary references some of the footprints, but not all of them. So the footprints that it references are the ones that they found in the mud. Right. In Mexico. And they're like, but they're 20 inches long and they're six inches wide. They're enormous. And they had all this, what appears to be scientific proof, like that archaeologists have studied the footprints mm -hmm. and found that they are created by impact, which would indicate someone walking. And it's like, duh. <laughs> really, <laughs> um, they just impacted my heart. And they said, but curiously, the footprints are very close together. Now, so if you're not familiar with, this is like a thing in archaeology where... A footprint will be made in the mud, and then it hardens, and over years and years and years, it kind of fossilizes. Uh, or it hardens, it bakes, and hardens, and becomes like a, you know, an impression that we can then look at later. That's the impression I get. <laughs> Don't you mighty, mighty boss tones me right now. That's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Good. What will happen is, when you step on the mud, it's not like you step in mud, you move on, and then the mud is immediately like flash frozen and stays that way yeah the you know forces of of weather heat they will aliens. affect aliens obviously the smithsonian they'll <laughs> affect it and cause it to elongate and widen as the mud bakes in the sun or as it just begins to be weathered oh that's what happened to me during quarantine <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of baking in the house that has caused me to expand i will Same. <laughs> agree to that uh, and so this is like a well-documented phenomenon. So this, this is not really evidence at all. And this is the chief thing they talk about in the documentary, is these huge footprints in the mud. They also at one point talk about what appears to be a sandal print that is like 300 million years old, that has crushed uh, trilobite, as they say <laughs> in the documentary. It's trilobite. And uh, I had to say that just so people know I know how to say it. <laughs> If I redid every word I mispronounced, we'd have no time for this show. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things I found kind of intriguing about it was they were like, oh, well, it appear if it is what it appears to be, which is a sandal, then how could it have been around before humans? And it's like, right. It you wasn't. just answered your own question. <laughs> like, 
it couldn't be, it's not what it appears to be, it's something else. And that really is like the, the theme of the entire documentary. Um, but there's another kind of footprint that they don't talk about in the documentary, and I was really kind of disappointed because it is so important, and it's the number one piece of advice that I see when I'm looking at these forums and stuff, which are giant footprints found in stone all over the world. You find them everywhere. And it is. It's a huge, human-looking footprint in, like, granite or in, you know, other hard rock. And they typically take it for granite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! So, there's a few things with this. One, I've never heard of any rock that you could step in, even if you're very, very heavy, and the rock just moves out of the way like mud. Yeah, I've been very, very, very heavy, and I've only broken swings, not put my foot into <laughs> stone, you know what I mean? And I understand that, you know, we have the mud that can turn to stone over the course of many, many, many years, mm -hmm. but that's not what they're claiming is happening here. A yeah. lot of times, uh, they're claiming that a giant has jumped down from somewhere and landed on the rock and left an impression. Like, the rock would break. I imagine it's like that one move in Donkey Kong Country, where like you <laughs> slam down, you know what I mean? And he breaks things. He doesn't leave impressions in he things. does. Oh, well, now we solved it. Oftentimes the footprints actually aren't even on flat surfaces. They're on like vertical surfaces, which makes less sense to me. Like the, the giant went up to tie his shoe and put his bare foot up against the wall or something. I don't know. Like it doesn't make any no, sense. No, obviously they scaled walls. You don't know that about giants? <laughs> Did you even read anything before this episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. There's nothing to read about it, honestly. No, um, so there is a, a phenomenon. There, there is a type of erosion called tefoni. That might not be how it's pronounced. That's how it looks. I've it never sounds heard like baloney. It does sound like baloney. <laughs> I've never heard it said. I've only read it. And basically what it is, if you if you Google Tafoni, it's T-A-F-O-N-I, you're going to see lots of rocks that have like a Swiss cheese appearance to them. Mm -hmm. And it's a kind of erosion that causes these little holes. Well, sometimes it makes these very creative erosion patterns that look like human feet. Oh. And we have a name for this. Where Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pareidolia. It's seeing human features in places where there aren't human features. And every single um, one of these stone feet can be explained by this tefoni, this erosion uh, phenomenon. Actually, um, I'm pretty sure the Smithsonian, <laughs> um, they made up that word so then they could explain away giants and take the bones. <laughs> <laughs> the bones that are not near the footprints. Got it. Gotcha. You don't... They're very <laughs> tall. They took very big steps and the bones ended up somewhere else. Oh, man. So there are some other... Besides that, that piece of evidence is very easily debunked. It's a widely understood phenomenon that archaeologists and geologists have been aware of for a long time. Mm -hmm. So every time it gets brought up as evidence, it's kind of very easy to knock down. One of the other pieces of you know information that uh, is kind of easy to debunk mm -hmm. is the scaling issue of making a human being at the proportions that we are much larger it wouldn't work like if you're looking at if you're looking at attack of the 50 foot woman where she's 50 feet tall like if you were to actually scale her up her ankles would shatter from the weight that they're not designed to handle and this is the problem with giants as a concept is they wouldn't look like us 
they would have to look different. They'd have yeah. to have giant legs or really thick ankles or something like <laughs> <Same>. that. Same. <laughs> so, I mean, if you start any kind of... If you go into, like, looking up any stuff about giants, keep that particular fact in mind most. Mm-hmm. That it's impossible for a human to be scaled up like that and structurally be sound. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me that the 50-foot woman is fake? No, no, it's a real film you can watch. <laughs> There's a remake, which was also really good. Uh, you can definitely go see them. They're real. But uh, Giant Woman, no. <laughs> oh, I see one in the mirror every day. <laughs> <laughs> not not in the way that they're describing. Aww. So some of the theories about where giants come from and why they exist, one is aliens. Right, That alien, giant aliens that look like people came to Earth and interbred and made smaller people, I guess. I don't know. Never left and then stayed during caveman time so they'd have no technological advances and stay here. You got me. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, one of the other ones is that something called degeneration, mm-hmm. which is that evolution is real. Degenerate, degenerate. Right? That's what I always think of is the, the song from uh, Airheads. Airheads, yeah. <laughs> In that human beings started off as giants who lived for hundreds of years and over time we degenerated into what we are now. Okay. And one of the theories I read was that the reason we had to be so big, that nature made us so big, is so that we could fight off dinosaurs and ride around on dinosaurs. <laughs> I am so in love with the vision that we would ride dinosaurs like Yoshi. And <laughs> do you think, okay, okay. Do you think there's ever a time when giant humans were riding Yoshi, not dinosaur, Yoshi, and they got to like a cliff and they would jump and leap off Yoshi, and letting him, him die. Yeah, and, and knock then, him off. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's why we always find dinosaurs in the bottom of ravines. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you find at the other side of that ravine? Giant footprints in the stone. <laughs> <gasps> oh no, poor Yoshi. <laughs> it's all really fun to like laugh about this stuff, but there are people who really, really do believe in this. And I want to talk to them. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All I got if for you. you believe in the existence of giants, please email us. You know, what, honestly, paranormal. like if you do believe that giants exist and you disagree with any of the things that we've said to sort of, you know, counter the argument that's made for the existence of giants, let us know. It's like I'm in, I might think that the belief is ridiculous, but I'm still interested in it. Yeah. I'm still interested in, you know, what led you to that belief? Why do you think that way? And we believe in Bigfoot like that it, it's still silly. It's that's all marginally silly. indefensible too. It's yeah. Like, it's not like it's an easy thing to defend. <laughs> The problem that, the reason I really wanted to talk about this subject is not just because giants are cool and this is a really silly subject. Yeah. Is that this kind of uh, sort of subscribing to conspiracy theories is a problem that we're seeing more and more today. Mm -hmm. And it harms legitimate inquiry, legitimate science, and legitimate facts. Because when you have someone who really does truly believe in a conspiracy theory, like the Vatican and the Smithsonian are working together to cover up the existence of giants, when people are challenging what they are saying and they don't have any way to prove it, Mm -hmm. it means that they feel they can challenge anything. And while that's important in science to challenge information because that's how we test things to find out what's real and what's not, when you start to question the validity of certain things, It makes it harder to trust in things that have been proven and are foundational to further science. Mm -hmm. Like, if if we're trying to talk about something and our explanation relies on a firm understanding of, you know, gravity is a thing, and someone's questioning that gravity is even a thing, 
makes it really hard to move forward with other forms of inquiry. Yeah. So, and we're kind of seeing that a lot today in our world where there's lots of conspiracy theories that people are latching onto as sort of a coping mechanism. My favorite thing to think about, though, is that the craziest ones are true. Like, I, you know, I'll giggle at a bunch of conspiracy theories, but there's that little, little teeny part in the back of my head that goes, but what if? Like, what if it's all a cover-up? Like, I think there might be some, like, like, neurotic tendencies in my head. It's just like, no, 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 that crazy thing? Maybe, though. I think you just, at that point, have to pick a camp and just decide you're going to stay in that camp (laughs) and just go, you know what? There are no lizard people eating everyone. I just got. I'm just gonna ride that one to the end and see what happens. I think there's just a little part of me that is a little superstitious. Like I don't believe in much, but like sometimes when the cats are being too nice to me, I'm like, what if I'm sick though? What if they could smell something that's wrong? That's with every me? single time. Every animal we've ever known, when they're nice to you, you think it's because they can sense you're gonna die. Yeah. So. I'm not batting a thousand in my brain up there, but like, <laughs> my favorite thing is like, obviously I know these things are fake, but what if though? <laughs> well, and I think that that's, I think that those kinds of questions are awesome because mm-hmm. that's, that kind of curiosity is what drives actual useful inquiry yeah. into the world around us. Are you trying to say that my thinking animals are trying to tell me something is not useful? No, that's exactly what I'm not saying. Oh, okay. Is that like maybe animals do sense something? Maybe we should look into that. Who knows? Like, <laughs> what sucks is that animals like me, so it's just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just goes back to that atism of, um, or that that aphorism of, you know, don't have such an open mind that your brain falls out. Yeah, my brain's always trying to like grasp onto the back of my head, like no, 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 get back in. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, what do you think? Um. Giants are lizard people who are trying to keep the earth flat. Oh, so they're stamping it down. Yes. Got it. Yes, absolutely. Killer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm behind you. Uh, Yeah, I don't believe in giants any more than I did when I started doing all my research. I think that there is a huge underestimation of the capacity for human imagination. Yeah. I think that people don't give ancient people enough credit for like what they could possibly imagine like there was no tv there's no phones there's nothing to do of course you're gonna make up wild stories yeah i'm interested to see archaeologists in six thousand years that are like trying to like figure out like what we were like and look at some of our old kings like iron man and <laughs> aquaman and figure out you know how did a human being made of metal exist in that time because like, <laughs> that's i think that's exactly what's happening is just they're telling stories we're taking them too literal yeah you know settle down but uh, i also think that the human capacity for believing things in the face of an evidenceless desert <laughs> or desert is is outrageous yeah people your your ability to believe something even when you have no reason to is kind of awesome because I think that that goes part and parcel with hope, you know? Yeah. Sort of this this hope that giants could be real and maybe other things are real. Like, there's something very childlike about it in a non-negative way. I'm not meaning it in an insulting way that I just kind of love. Maybe that's why I like the what if question so much. Because I'm just like, okay, but like, yeah, maybe. Like, what if giants were real? Yeah. And that's my real problem. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Like, that's my real problem with the giant belief conspiracy theory thing is that cool believe in giants like what if giants are real what if the smithsonian really is covering it all up yeah 
But use They're actual. They're going to censor this episode. What? They're going to censor this episode. <laughs> but use actual science. Yeah. Like, if you want to be taken seriously, be serious. Yeah. Open up real serious inquiry. And if you don't find what you're looking for, accept it. Go, you know what? We didn't find giants. Probably not giants. Because that's exactly how I approach this. Like, I don't believe in ghosts. But the reason I look at, I will read an entire story about a haunting is I'm like, what if though? Yeah. There really is ghosts <laughs> and I'm just missing it. We don't want to be out of the loop. <laughs> right? I don't want, it's a fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be there when they find the ghost. <laughs> uh, so I don't know about you, but I have some recommendations for listeners who want to learn more about this or just for funds. Yeah. Uh, one, I recommend there's a band called Rasputina. <laughs> yes. That does a song called A Race of Giants. And it's a really great song. And it's about this exact thing. Um, I absolutely love that song. And I love that band. So give them a listen. They're on Spotify. They're everywhere. I also recommend that you go watch this documentary, A Race of Giants. Just because it is kind of interesting. It's uh, it's it's terrible filmmaking, by the way. Like the production, oh, yeah. Production quality is awful. And there's really no information. It's just, they're just saying shit. Like, but it's free and it's funny. And Yeah, and it's, it's entertaining to watch. And then after you're done, go look up actual scientists, actual archaeologists that do research into this. Because they exist. Um, down in South Africa, there is an archaeologist named oh give me a sec i cannot remember his name it's professor lee Berger. what (laughs) isn't that a great name and he has a a bunch of videos that he puts up on the internet one is called when were there giants and it's really short it's like 15 minutes long and it's him talking about why giants the way that these people are talking about don't exist and what the explanations are and it's really informative it's really awesome and you'll learn a lot (laughs) Uh, also, I highly recommend the British Museum has a YouTube channel, and they have a segment on there called Curator Corner, where curators of the different parts of the museum talk about artifacts or subjects that they're really passionate about. That's fun. It's so cool, because I got to learn about uh, the helmets and swords that were found at Sutton Hoo in England, which is a big documentary about that coming out now called The Dig. Uh, it's a big deal. I dig it. Um <laughs> Uh, there's even a guy on there who does like he he curates like money, like historical money, and they have a ten dollar or a ten dollar, a ten pound note that David Tennant was on from an episode of Doctor Who. Nice. And he talks about how good the production quality of it is compared to real money. <laughs> and it's really funny. It's really informative. I highly recommend you guys check it out. Also, uh, Professor Irving Finkel. I'm on board. Pause for laughter. <laughs> he does a bunch of videos on there because he also works for the British Museum. And he does one about the Royal Game of Ur, where he teaches somebody how to play and they play. It's a game that's like 4,000 years old. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Highly recommend it. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Um, No, but if you like archaeology, there is a necromantic song called Life is a Grave and I dig it. <laughs> and it's pretty dope. I mean, that's it's old, but... You'll enjoy it. (laughs) That's true. That is a good song. (laughs) So I've been Jerry. I've been Lacey. And remember, it's probably just the Smithsonian. Oh, no. (laughs) That makes you larger than life. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, 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 bam. That's awful. Bam, bam, bam.